Hey guys, I'm not saying guys anymore, I am done with that. I just decided I'm done with all the kind of fake media words that people say, you know. I don't know why I'm calling you guys, like most of you, so I probably don't even know. It's not like I feel connected, which is, hell, all I want you to do is share and like the damn videos, get me a bit of exposure. But that's harder than it looks. So I'm going to have to keep plugging away at what I'm doing, but... I'm done with all the false media shit, I'm done all the guys, guys this, guys that. I don't even know why I said it to begin with. It's kind of like that media thing where you put on a weird voice. Um, I don't know, maybe people who have been in the media industry can vouch for that. And I did that for years and I was kind of like listening back to it now. I'm like, what was I doing? And the whole hey guys thing is the exact same thing. So I'm kind of done with that. So... <laughs> we'll see how that goes anyway, so I'm gonna try stop saying that from now on But anyways Here we are now. It is Thursday the 7th of February 2019 and this interview was conducted in late 2018 So you're probably asking yourself why wasn't it released sooner? Well, I'm gonna give you three reasons one. I can be an exceptionally lazy person Yes, that is not a real big revelation for those who know me, but what you gonna do? Number two, Christmas. Christmas hit me like a ton of fucking bricks this year. It was actually one of the most stressful Christmases I've had. The first reason being the fact that I quit my job weeks earlier, so I had no money to spend on my loved ones for Christmas which is just really bad if I'm to be quite honest like uh, the presents this year were shite to say the least seeing my brother who got me a, a Game Boy Advance which is pretty sweet you know some people roast me over that but Game Boy Advance is class like who doesn't love Mario Mario is just sweet as fuck really good anyway to, uh, when you're bored and you just have nothing to do just break out the game by and play a bit of Mario but I had to give him a present I didn't have any money to give him a present so I pulled out a bottle of Captain Morgan's yes I did do that God knows how long that Captain Morgan's was there either I hope if he listens to this he doesn't get offended it's not my fault usually I do very well with presents not this year anyways but that wasn't the only reason why I've been a bit late with the whole weekly consistent content thing that I've tried to do repeatedly. But it was also because I had Christmas exams, ones that I really did not prepare enough for. So that hit me really like a swift kick in the crotch. So I had to deal with that as well. God knows if I even got through them if I'm to be quite honest. You know it's bad when you get results from an assignment and you get 47% and you're actually happy. Like 47% is pretty shit. Like I said it to my ma and I'm pretty sure my ma was delighted. So you know the bar was set really low at this stage. If anyone's listening can delight a few candles for me just hoping I get through these exams next week. Like I had a friend who asked me did I want to go out next Wednesday for the results night but I'm pretty sure I probably won't go out because I don't think I'll be celebrating. I think I'll be mourning the loss of my college education but hell, we'll see how it goes. On a more brighter note, this interview with Sarah McLaughlin was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was very organic. I thought we hit good points. I think 
I should be applauded for my skills as an interviewer. As Sarah said in the interview, she was like, wow, you really dug deep. And I sure did. There is a serious Facebook creep done on Sarah McLaughlin to get the to get the dirt, to get the deets for this interview. So, because there is so much work put in, I hope you all enjoy it and let me know what you think. I know you won't because anyone rarely does comment or likes these fucking things. I don't really know why I say that because I barely do it either. Well, I give a little pity like here and there for most people, but sure. Where's my pity likes? Anyway, I'm getting off the point. Check out the interview and let me know what you think. Next up, Jason Flood speaks to Sarah McLaughlin. Right, so guys, here we have it. It's Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It was um, a very, very nice intro. I don't think many people would give me such a nice one, but I appreciate it. I would just stop. You're so well-liked. You have so many connections in DCU. <laughs> like too many, too many people that know too many stories and they give me a real, like, jab in that intro. <laughs> you, were, you were very nice to me. <laughs> and you got to do it... Uh, like, I just started researching, researching, researching when I'm doing things like this, because it just makes yeah. everything sound so much better and so much crisper. Are you telling me you've done some mad research on me? Oh, yeah, I went through your Facebook. <laughs> I did a full-on creep on you. It had to be oh, done. No. <laughs> oh, God. You, like, you could find some real bad photos. Oh, it's a pity that uh, there's no, you know, visual way to show the people Sarah McLaughlin in all her glory <laughs> on her Facebook page. <laughs> That's a quirky little fact there. One day we will find you though. One day you will be the predominant Sarah McLaughlin that everyone will talk about. Imagine. Oh, someday just Google Sarah McLaughlin. That's actually me. Like to be honest, I could be tagged in photos from God knows where. But I did Google myself. Well you know we had a, a lecture last week. Um, in media and public relations. And our lecturer yeah. asked the whole class. Does anyone here Google themselves? And a few people actually put their hands up. And I was just like, oh, I have never Googled myself like. Oh, I've definitely Googled myself. I'm actually going to do it right now. <laughs> like, we did it, I think we did it when we were in DC. We were in the labs or something. And everyone was like Googling their own name. The first thing that comes up is Sarah like, Lassen. Oh, right. And she's, she's a Canadian singer-songwriter known for her emotional ballads. That's what I get. Like, every time someone hears my name... I love I love the part you said there about emotional balance because last time me and you worked together, emotional balance was just not there. I remember me and Sarah um, were going to do a podcast called The Other Side where we were talking yeah, about... We cons- did do one, one of them. And I wouldn't release it. I do remember that, yeah. Because I was so inexperienced and I just had no idea about podcasting or media in general. I was just so green. And, uh, but I saw What was it? Sorry. I I saw the raw talent that you had. The raw and I talent. Had to get you on the podcast. <laughs> Sarah, just uh, I remember we did ah uh, yeah because we did like what was it was a barometer wasn't it you were in charge of barometer. Barometer the art show yeah I uh, was just kind of showing the new art person like kind of what to do and just like really enjoyed it so stayed on a bit. You know I loved you as the host of barometer because you gave it back to me so I remember. Oh! 
I remember um, when I did that piece, so it was Sinead Jordan's idea in the barometer meeting yeah. to do a song with meaning. And then Sinead was too busy to do it, I think. So you asked me, would yeah. I do it? Because I was just volunteering for anything. And exactly. I was think I was thinking in my head, I need to do something that has an edge, you know, because a song with meaning, like I was thinking, right, if I do something decent, that might get me to do it again, you know. So, yeah, but like, see, the thing is, like, that, that was my final year of university. When I was in my first year, like, I, like, famously tell the story about the fact that I never even knew radio was still a thing. Like, I didn't know you could still, like, do radio until I saw it in DCU. And, like, the managers then, Owen and Sean, who are both, one's an off-the-ball and one's the political reporter on News Talk, like, they're absolutely fantastic. They like really got me into it and we ended up having a great show and I fell in love with radio and I never thought that that was ever going to be something that I was interested in and it's something I think about daily like I love it so much what like the moral of the story is everyone comes from somewhere and everyone has someone to teach them like that's what MPS is and you really found yourself in MPS because I remember you were telling me yeah. you only started getting into radio when you did an assigned show on first year. Yeah. So what was that, that assigned show? So it was me and this guy called Laura, a girl called Hayley and a boy called Joe. And we had the show called Rude Awakening. Um, and Ooh, I like the early name. Morning. Yeah, it was a cool name. Early morning, um, magazine style show. So we would talk, we would have a game. So, um, Joe would talk about politics. We would talk about like art and we all just really vibed well for a radio show we ended up winning like the fresher show of the year um, but we, honestly it was like absolute luck that like we were all so different but all of our voices blended really well and everyone was really hard working like from our second show we were writing up running orders like we had a facebook page and um, we only won one of the reasons that we won um fresher show of the year is because we really took advantage of social media and we would tweet out every single week and use those tweets as one of our segments and like this was before anyone was really doing that and it just sort of made our show blow up like everyone knew right away to it and like it was very very cool I was very blessed but very lucky that wasn't the only award you won though you went on to win in your final year you had a very Leonardo DiCaprio like <laughs> desire to win an award because uh you were saying how you never won like a i think it was like a major hybrid awards that eluded you for so long and you ended up winning dj of the year and documentary of the year so tell me about the documentary you made yeah so basically the year before in my second year i kind of applied for the hybrid and threw everything in and got nominated for radio doc of the year but like just didn't quite win anything like i just really wanted to like, and it was my final year, and then I thought, right, I'm chair of MPS, I'm not really going to have the time. But I was doing projects for class, and then I was coming up to the hybrid, and I just said to my friend, Oshin, who was TV manager of the year, I was like, right, let's do a TV doc. Um, and we ended up doing it on the impact of alcoholism in Ireland, and we interviewed this woman. It was very much just a personal um, story about her father's alcoholism and its impact on their family. And it was very stripped back. It was a, one of the first docs I'd ever done. So, like, editing wasn't great. I didn't think I had a chance in the world. But because the subject matter was just so touching, um, it ended up winning, uh, which really sort of set me on a course for knowing what I wanted to do when it came to 
professionalism in like documentary. So you did like a live TV show and a live radio show, and then you did a TV documentary and a radio documentary. And I like to focus all of my work on social justice. So and using media to make social change when it came to you know the broadcast that we did with Laura and telling the homelessness story to the alcoholism one to my recent one in my masters about characters in Donegal and that's kind of where I really thrive is telling emotive stories um, about really important social justice things I guess. It's really interesting your road to where you are now like in april you were involved with an event conducted by bvps where you produced a live broadcast and did some (laughs) live directing so tell me a bit about that was it stressful or really have done your study i do my homework i do my homework (laughs) yeah so um, in april coming to the end of our university year uh, and i was asked by our lecturer to be the producer for this live um, conference-style sort of event in Ireland, so it's where all the broadcasters and all, like, equipment uh, creators and, you know, suppliers come to this one place, and we live-streamed it, uh, but with, like, a, a really proper studio setup, like a portable one, so we had, like, our TVs, we had our video mixer, all that different things, and um, there was, like, a rotation of directors, so not only was I able to produce it, um, I got the opportunity to vision mix and direct it live. So I had like four or five cameras and then we had like a live interview um, little section. So you would go between like what's on the floor and then you'd go up to your presenter talking to say someone who had like a new piece of equipment or something like that. It was in the Aviva. So um, it was really cool. That was like being asked by the um, one of our lecturers to do that really sort of made me feel like I was progressing in the course and that, you know, to be trusted with that, to work with professionals and stuff was really, really inspiring, I guess. Um, but we kind of done something similar to that um, when I started the course in October of last year. In November, we ran this thing called the Fish Awards, which happens every year, um, and I ended up being a studio PA. So what that role entails is um, your live counting, the show so it's, it was like I think it was like about an hour and a half long and it's full kids and you know like we have an OB and I'm sitting on the left of the director with uh, Eva Clark the director in the middle and then Paddy Woods on Vision Mixer and we had uh, our whole team behind us doing various different things from camera operators to sound to actually rigging the whole event and that was streamed live um, on this education website so that was like the first time any of us had taken on a proper broadcaster role and I was given such a high position and one that I really did not want. It was the one position out of absolutely everything that we had studied in the last month and a half that I felt like I couldn't do because it was counting timings and I have a really weird thing about like time and like how it should be counted and I just didn't think I'd be able to do it. Um, so I was like crying when I heard, I was like back up here in Donegal, and I was at home, and I was like, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> and then I just kind of was like, well, how can I do this to the best of my ability? So I used a clock on my phone, which is a digital clock, and I just worked really hard and spent loads of time in the studio making sure that I knew what I was doing. And then we ended up, um, what happens on live broadcasts in your PA is, say, an interview can go over time, or something can happen that makes it means that you 
off playing the show now and you either have to make it up in you know adverts or tell them to cut um live interviews like you know in the oscars and hear like the music yeah of course i had i had to adapt to like a situation where we lost like 12 minutes and i had to make sure that the show ended exactly on time because that's how broadcasting works like you can't go into um commercials because that's the that's them losing money so i was able to bring us back from that and it was just an a really big gross moment for me to sort of say to be so afraid of something and to just overcome it and like actually really enjoy it and i would love to do it as a job so yeah that's a long-winded story <laughs> no no not at all it's very interesting because i know myself from my training in the park studio how stressful a studio environment can be so I can't imagine yeah. with having the responsibility you had and having to adapt to those situations, how you couldn't grow from it and become better. Yeah, it was, it was a really amazing experience. Like I think about it all the time and like what that has done for me to like just sort of be more like willing to just try things and see if you can do them right and then work really hard to make sure they are right. I don't know, I just, I find that like a really, really positive experience. So taking that positive experience and the growth you received from it, what project would you really like to get involved in? Like, say, your dream project that you really want to do in the future or something. Oh, well, to be honest, like, I've already sort of done part of it. So, like, the documentary I've done for my master's, I thought about doing for over a year. The summer before, I kind of got the idea. And then I was like, right, I want to do this master's so I can do it to the best of my ability. Because I kind of thought I'd be, like, in a team and i get support and stuff. But unfortunately, when it came to the time of filming and it was up at Donegal, we had such a small group of people in our class that they weren't able to come help me. So I had to shoot it and, and write it, do it, literally produce, direct, edit everything by myself. Oh, I understand. I, just, I feel it, your pain. It didn't come out to the standards that I really wanted because like, I spent so much time thinking about this, like putting in so much work. And like if I was to choose the people I wanted to do certain parts, it would have been at a level that could have been, you know, properly broadcasted. And I still think it could. So for me, if I was able to get the funding or something to do it into, make it into a 30 minute, 40, 50 minute sort of special, like on RT or something, like that would be something I'd be really, really interested in doing. Um, Cause it's a really important story and I think the only way to make a difference with it is to get it out to people to see. So, you know, that, that would be a project I would love, 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 love to work on when it came to documentaries. And, um, like, an all-time dream, like, when it came to film, would be to work with, like, Yargos Lanthimos. I don't know if you know him, but he made, like, uh, The Lobster. The Lobster, and, yeah. Yeah, and Dodge and stuff, like, as a director and just his subject matter and the way that he like present certain subjects it's so fascinating to me that i would just love to work with him like oh it would be incredible so um, for those like, who sorry continue sorry no, go ahead. <laughs> no i was just going to ask you um for those who actually want to see this documentary someday if it was to be released i've all the faith in the world for you that i would <laughs> get to that level because i know how hard you work and i know the effort and the knowledge you bring to your content but where would we find it on social media? Can you give your accounts? Yeah, but uh, well, on Instagram, I'm at Sarah Allison, A-I-L-I-S-A-O. 
Sarah, A-I-L-I-N. Come on, get with the game, come on. <laughs> um, but it's actually not released at the moment because the subject is very specific to a person and there's actually an ongoing court case surrounding it and it wouldn't be beneficial for that person for it to be released right now. Of course, of course. So I kind of have to with, withhold it for a good while because the person is, is pretty much the centre of the 15 minutes. Um, but you can follow my Instagram for anything else that, you know, I might have someone up. But at the minute, I'm just working in a tech company, selling out for another few months, and then being creative again. <laughs> so Sarah, that was great having you on. It was very interesting talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that anyone listening actually got some benefit from my crazy life and stories. Oh, I'm sure we'll hear more about your life in the future as you get more successful as time goes on. <laughs> Thanks. Right. I'm glad that you believe in me. <laughs> of course, I kind of have to, don't I? You believe in me when I start. <laughs> true, true. Right, so Sarah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. So that was my interview with Sarah McLaughlin. Pretty decent interview, if I do say so myself. You know, Sarah is very interesting. She's done a lot. So that always helps when you're talking to someone who is significantly more knowledgeable about the topics you want to talk to them about. Because it's like what business people say is that you constantly have to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and Sarah is definitely smarter than me. So it was really interesting to get her spin on different topics. And also Sarah was like a kind of like a little teacher to me. She kind of told me stuff like, oh, don't do that, don't do this. Like if I ever need advice, I go straight to Sarah. So pretty cool to kind of give her a little bit of promotion by doing this. And it's also pretty good to be back podcasting, I have to say. While I sit here in my very cold home, yes, I have a new home, which I will discuss in the future. Maybe not on this, maybe on the Loud Crowd, actually. If you haven't checked out the Loud Crowd, it's myself and Independence Winters. No holds barred podcast on DCU FM. Well, the DCU FM podcast page, but it's pretty decent. It's another thing that's pretty decent. We doing decent things lately at the Real Content channel. So be sure to check that out. Now, as I sit here in my cold home, because it is very cold, I think I will go make some food. So I'm gonna call a halt to this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I just said you guys again. Oh, it's such a media thing. Like it just ugh, it makes my skin crawl when I say it. But I hope you people who have listened to this podcast, enjoyed it. See, that's, that just sounds robotic. Just enjoy the podcast. How's that? Just enjoy the fucking podcast. Give me a like. Give me a share. People say that's desperate. Yeah, it probably is. I don't care. Like it. Share it. You're helping me. Obviously, I want to help myself. So, let me help myself by... Begging you people to give me a like and a share. How's that? Well, that really did sound desperate. I'm desperate. Who cares? Anyways, see you next time on Jason Flood Speaks 2.